Hello friends, today we are looking at Proverbs chapter 13 verses 22 and 23. Here's what it says, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteous. The fallow ground of the poor would yield much food, but it is swept away through injustice. So these verses are kind of difficult for me. Um, it looks like they both speak of, of some kind of increase or lack thereof in a man's life. It seems like Solomon is like mentioning some of the insights that he gained about the people that he observed in his everyday life. I mean, life in his kingdom. Maybe when he looked out his window or sat in judgment before individuals and heard their stories. You know, underlying every observation we make in life, there's a truth uh, where we can gain insight. But like Solomon, we must make our deductions with discernment, and we need the Lord's help for that. So looking to the Lord for help, let's think about what Solomon has said here. He tells how a good man leaves some kind of inheritance for his children's children. So that would likely include his children, but it makes it that far down the line. Inheritances usually consist of things like houses, right? Money, land. And he likely witnessed men who did this very thing. Verse 22 says, a good man. So they were likely honest men who were not lazy. They worked hard. They treated their neighbor justly. He watched how they didn't spend their paychecks on wine and women or the home shopping network of their day. Um, maybe traveling merchant caravans that passed through town. But rather, they worshiped the true God of Israel. And they lived their lives with wisdom. They provided for their family. They helped those in need. Uh, they invested wisely. And they saved for their children. These were good men. Not perfect, but they made good choices with their life and with their income. And Solomon saw a truth underlying this observation, a principle that I think we can adopt for our good. But then in the same verse, Solomon shares something else, which at first glance is kind of strange to me. He says that the wealth of sinners makes its way back to them who are righteous. How might that happen? <laughs> I mean, it goes along with Proverbs 28.8, which says, Whoever multiplies his wealth by interest and profit gathers it for him who is generous to the poor. So this goes along with, I think, the point Solomon is making, but it extends the benefits that come to the good man uh, beyond leaving an inheritance for his children and children. Now, it extends all the way to the poor. So, so somehow this hardworking, wise, righteous man, it seems he is always blessed enough to provide for his family and leave an inheritance and also to help the needy, right? Because the wealth that came from interest and profit, uh, taking advantage maybe of the poor, goes to a, a man who is going to be generous to the poor. All right. Well, Solomon probably witnessed these men giving freely to the poor. And, and yet by some miracle, 
God always refilled their life with blessings so that they, they could keep giving. And God's math works differently than man's. Um, that's a, a key point in, in all this, I think. So 2 Corinthians chapters 8 and 9 are amazing. goes right along with what Solomon's talking about. Um, in verse 8 of chapter 9, Paul says, And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. Is this the health and wealth gospel we sometimes hear preached? No. <laughs> That's a false gospel. This is different. It's something amazing and real. It's for the glory of God. It's not for our own uh, exaltation or glory. In 2 Corinthians, Paul is, of course, writing to the church of Corinth, but he has been presenting the churches of Macedonia to them as an example of how God wants to work in their lives, the people of Corinth. And that goes along with today's passage. In chapter 8, Paul writes this, beginning with verse 1, We want you to know, brothers, about the grace of of God that has been given among the churches of Macedonia. For in a severe test of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. So these were poor people, poor but good because of the righteousness of Jesus upon their life and how he was working that out practically in who they were. And God uses his miracle math here to keep blessing them enough to give to help the believers who were also hurting in Jerusalem. And they even begged Paul to let them give. Did God make them rich physically in this world? No, (laughs) there is no indication of that whatsoever. He just kept blessing them over and over in whatever way he decided to do it so they could abound in every good work. Every good work. So, looking back, were all the good people in Solomon's day rich? I think not. In fact, the very next verse in today's passage says, The fallow ground of the poor would yield much food, but it is swept away through injustice. He doesn't say that the poor are evil people here. We know that's not true as we look throughout the Bible. So Solomon observed this as a truth as well. Like the believers in Macedonia and those in Jerusalem who were treated unjustly for being Christians, Solomon likely saw some godly people in Israel who were treated unjustly by the powerful. So do the godly people who are poor just because of injustice, are they able to leave an inheritance to their children's children, like the good man in the previous verse? And is the sinner's wealth laid up for those who are righteous but treated unjustly by being kept poor? Yes, in some contexts, because thankfully God's math is the same miracle math that he teaches us in the kingdom of God. So as the Macedonians helped the believers, in various ways, who were treated unjustly in Jerusalem, right? By forwarding them the things that God multiplied into their life. God multiplies blessings upon us. If we're walking with the Lord 
and seeking His will and putting our faith in Him, He multiplies blessings upon us, whether we're rich or poor in physical things. It doesn't matter. He gives so we can give in His name for His glory. So these are all various blessings of His choosing, kingdom blessings, sometimes spiritual, sometimes physical, but He gives so that we can give to the needy around us and and even to our own family, to our children and to their children as like the greatest inheritance ever. So one that shows them Jesus as the greatest treasure in the universe. I mean, who can leave a greater inheritance than that to your children's children? So let me close with another favorite verse of mine. It comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 9 as well. As uh, Paul was making the case that that we looked at somewhat. Um, And here's what it says. Uh, Verse 11 You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. So, Father God, thank you for your word today, Lord. The truths that we saw that Solomon showed us, and I think observations he made in his kingdom, and the truths that underlay those observations, Father, about wealth and inheritance and Maybe working hard and being honest, good, godly, and righteous uh, practically as you work a work in our lives. And, and, and yet we're living in a broken world where there is injustice, Father. But through all these things, you are able to make us to be victorious and to prosper in the important things. And you always give us exactly what we need physically and spiritually uh, if we're walking with you lord and, and you give us those things so that we might have your joy and be a part of the mission that you've called us to and so that you might be glorified and we might be image bearers of who you are and your glory to others and that we might share uh, the good news of jesus as the only hope for mankind in his sin Thank you for all that Jesus did for us, Father, and thank you for sending him to to live a perfect life, uh, to die on the cross for our sins, be paid the wages of our sins, and to impute his righteousness to all who believe, and for him raising from the grave and giving us the same power to live victorious lives, lives of faith in a broken world, and then to raise us up incorruptible to be with you forever. In Jesus' name, amen.